I go in the back. I rip him out of the car. Well, I asked him to step out of the car. So, <laughs> Very gently. So he gets out of the car. Well, back there, that's all it was over there, you know? Uh-huh. So it was like nobody really cared, you know? Nobody was looking for 250s or anything like that. 250s, you mean a stop question of yeah. fiscal report? Plus, we knew where the gang We saw him coming out of the building. We know the building. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Cuff. Uh, it's me, your host, Mark DeMeo, my co-host, my partner in law enforcement, Bill Cannon. What's up, Bill? And today doing? we have a special guest with us. Um, he's, he's best known in the neighborhood <laughs> as Detective Pat. What's up, Detective Pat? Hello, how are you? A legend in El Barrio. <laughs> Detective Pat Porteous. In my own mind. First grader, retired first grader. He did 30 years, actually 27, but he had three years in the Navy swabbing decks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in the Navy. Let's start from the beginning. So you were in the Navy for three years? Four years. You can only buy back three years in the police department, though. Why is that? I'm not sure. That was the maximum I could buy back. So you <clears> bought <throat> that back, so that was included in your time. So you actually spent 27 years on the NYPD. Yeah, and I got a pension for 30. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a that's a pretty decent thing that he the was job a does. great deck swabber in the two three too. Uh-huh. He did the squad's floor. Uh-huh. It was unbelievable. It sparkled. Are you a neat freak? <laughs> no, no. Another guy I worked with was though. He was uh, he had that what do you call when you wash your hands all the time? Uh, <laughs> OCD. OCD. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder. You know the guy I'm talking about, right? Uh. So he had the OCD, you know, because when you're uh, when you spend a lot of time in, uh, in police precincts, you realize how disgusting they are. Oh my god! And it's up to you. Like a firehouse is always clean because those guys stay there 24 hours a day, and they're always cleaning. And now police departments, they they never clean. They got two guys in there. Gross they don't know man. how to clean, and those right. are the guys in charge of cleaning. You Plus, know, you know, there's no milking stations for the women now in the precincts. <laughs> you gotta have a place to breastfeed. Is that, is that right? Yeah, there was, there's a big uh, class action lawsuit. Okay, so re- so it's going on right now. It was in the paper the other day. I think there's like ten women involved in it right now. They're supposed to have a room set up just for breastfeeding. Uh huh. So, so now there's a room. Can, can, can it be uh, uh, like uh, what they do it in the precincts? Is uh, what's it called? Breastfeeding thing? What's it called? Milking station. Mil- milking station. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Milking station slash C-pop office. <laughs> no, it's got to be just designated for That's that. what I'm saying. Like, like the juvenile room, it's yeah. got to be just designated for But that. most of the rooms in the commands are like oh, slash juvenile room, slash yeah. anti-crime room, slash, yeah. you know, holding cell. It's like, uh, <laughs> there's like, so, but that room has to be designated. I, I can almost bet it's going to be the tiniest room you've ever seen in your oh, life. God. It's going to be the uh, the slop sink And closet. they can't use the room for anything else but, but that purpose? Yeah. Will anyone actually use it, or are they just suing to, to have... They're probably trying to get money, or I don't know. They'll probably use it. There'll be somebody using it. One girl was saying, oh, I got to do it out on patrol in the, in the R&P. You know, of course, she got some kind of infection in her, in her nipples because she doesn't. If you don't do it off, hey, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me say, no, <laughs> you get some kind of infection, and you and the females get them in. Yeah, nipples. you gotta get it loose. It's like yeah. you. It's like a guy. You know, if it, you, 
if you don't jerk off within like two, three days, it starts building up. What about up. when you work in the midnight and you get a woody at 0400? You gotta drop the beat. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find a room or you know, wait for your party to fall asleep. Is, is, that, is, that called yeah. a, is that called a milking station too or what? <laughs> so, so, um, so, okay. So in every precinct now, they're gonna have to have a designated area where women can breastfeed. I mean, it's gonna be used. Yeah, it's gonna right. be used. It's, you know, there's always at least probably at least one, possibly two. Uh, it's part of life. So like you gotta have it, do it. But it's gonna be a small room, I would imagine. Oh, I wonder yeah. if the private sector is uh, they have them forced too. to do this. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. You gotta have it. Well, like, especially if you want the, the your employee to come to work while they're pregnant, because otherwise you're paying somebody to stay home for nine months. So yeah, man, I'd give you a, a, a milking station, whatever you want. You want to do yoga in there too, TV. Just come to work until right until you have to. Well, they got they shooting stations too now, right? You could shoot heroin in there's like in the precinct. In the no, precinct, there's 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 stations set up in the city. Yeah, there is. We could go shoot <laughs> up. Of course, there should right. be. There should be those too. <laughs> I thought. But, I mean, listen. I mean, it sounds absurd, but just think about it. If there was a place where junkies can go and shoot up, and feel comfortable doing it, and chill out in there, make it as big as possible so they all go there. We all know where they are. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about needles on the street everywhere. And it, you take the eyesore off the city. Who gives a shit? Give them that fucking place on 34th uh, Street. What is that place? Uh, where they hold Madison the giant, Square Garden? No, the giant exhibits <laughs> over there on the end, over there, on 11th Avenue by the water. What's that place? Javits? The Javits Center. Give them, Give them a room Center. over there. Make it the junkie room. Fuck it. They all go there. We'll know where they are. Yeah. You could do poo-poo on the street now, too. Put toilets in there. You urinate. Right? You could urinate. You could do poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's disgusting. There's nothing a cop can give you a summons for. They should just throw the fucking books out. You know, when I go into the city these days and I take the subway, uh, I I see people just jump in the turnstiles without any fear of any retribution. Pay your fare. They're not paying. They're not paying. And that's going to be another thing. When the MTA has a billion-dollar shortfall... Well, they're already doing it. They're talking about congestion pricing. Let the people that drive cars, that pay taxes and obey the laws, let them pay for the people jumping the turnstiles. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's why they, it keeps going up, I guess, right? The people who pay, and I don't understand where the money goes either. Nothing ever, ever gets better. Ever. When you watch, uh, when you see uh, footage or you go to another state and you see the way their mass transit works... It's beautiful. It's spotless. Right. You know, you come to us and it, you you actually see rats walking down the street carrying pizza. <laughs> going down the steps. Eating that was pizza. Some I rat, think man. the crime really went up recently in, in the subway to yeah. New York City. Again? Yeah, I think so. Because, well, because of what? Because uh, just quality of life, quality of life stuff, you know, that uh -huh. they're letting slide by. And they just had a homicide with an MS-13 guy I was on in the Queens, train getting yeah. stabbed, right? No shooting. Shooting. Was it shooting? Yeah. It was another 20-year-old from a The other thing gang. is with, if you because can't... That, that's an important factor there. It's another 20-year-old from a rival gang. All right? So that's what it is. We're having gang wars. Since when did that not happen? 
Yeah, but if you can't what enforce the, 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 the cr- bloods or the crips or, or there's always some gang shooting going on. It's far back. You guys are how long? We got thirty years. We got amongst oh, yeah. us here. In the two three, it was loaded with gangs. These young punks from different projects, different sects. Mm-hmm. Like one project would be shooting against the other one, and the next day. They would come down and they'd shoot one of their guys. It was endless, remember? The 3-2 had tons of them, too. Money over bitches, you know, (laughs) mad money murder. There's always gangs. Trying to pretend like we're going to get to a point in time where, okay, we eliminate the MS-13. We're going to kick that completely. There's always going to be another gang. That's what the kids, people do. Right. It was the same thing with the cop. You saw the Indian cop that got killed in California last month? Yeah. He got killed by an illegal alien. Yeah an MS-13 guy, and he was actually Indian. He came through the system the correct way, and the guy that killed him was an illegal immigrant gangbanger. Yep, that's the tale right there. That's the both sides of the story. What I was trying to say before is that the police now are not allowed to enforce jumping the turnstile as a theft of service, which is a misdemeanor, which has implications to it, meaning they get search incidental to lawful arrest. If someone jumps the turnstile now, it's a civil matter. They don't have search incidental to lawful arrest where you can come up with guns and knives and all other bad stuff. So they don't have that law on their side. So cops aren't stopping people that jump the turnstiles anymore. Well, you got to, like, you know, they have that saying, what is, you know, um, if you see something, say something. Right. So now you got somebody that sees something. So they they go to the cop and they go, oh, that guy looks suspicious over there. So the cop has to stand there and go, yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? (laughs) <laughs> because he can't do anything either. I can't go over there and start talking to this person based on a suspicion. I have to wait for him to commit a crime. So what? what's my function here? What's right. my purpose? If I can't go there, and if I see somebody that looks suspicious, they look, they, something's up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I have to be able to articulate uh, why. Because now there's no stop, question, and frisk anymore. Right. How can you, uh, well, not every single mannerism, you know, there was something in his eyes. You know, that, that's a, right, you know, right. that something in his eyes. But that's what you go by. Right. The hair raises on your arm, you know something's not good here. Well, till crime goes all the way back the way it used to be in the, in the early 80s and the mid 80s, they'll never go back to it because the media and the, the, the left took all of these great tools away from the police department. Stop, question, and frisk. And I noticed that you said stop, question, and frisk. You didn't say stop and frisk, which is a popular thing the media always says. They leave out 33 and a third percent of it. They leave out the question because they don't, they're so stupid. They don't want to say that because questioning can raise the level of suspicion to frisk. But they want to leave that part out because that's what the media does. Yep, that's what the media does, right, Detective Pat? Yes, sir. So let's go back to you. So, uh, what year did you grab? So you were in the Navy, and then you did I just your- go back to one thing. Yeah, go ahead. There was a uh, a guy that jumped the turnstile in one two five in in uh, Park and Lexington, and by the transit grabbing him and locking him up for TOS, the guy was wanted for a homicide. In TOS, the theft of service. Yeah, the guy was wanted for a homicide in the 19th. You remember that? Yeah. That's how they, uh, they found the guy. Because the guy jumped the turnstile. He had a summons. Well, that's the way things happen. And what Bill is trying to say, and that we all of us understand, is that when you take away a police officer's um, ability to, you know, to protect and serve by going through by intuition, by suspicion, by watching people, you can't just be... Um, 
you got to be proactive in some manner. You can't just be reactive. Yeah, they, they don't want that anymore. That's they want you to the, sit there, stand there, and then don't do nothing until somebody says that person. Taker. They want you to do yeah. dance moves, sing songs, yeah. <laughs> and make you're videos. Report, you're a report taker. <laughs> yeah. I want to get to where we got, uh, how we got Detective Pat here. You did the four years in the Navy. What year did you go into the police academy? Uh, 86, July 15th. All right. Eight nine zero. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> was it a big company? Uh, it was like twenty five hundred. Yeah, I was. was part, I was a three big. grand. Uh, we were three thousand. You graduated when, the Garden, uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. When did you come on? Ninety two. You said eighty six, right? Yeah. Did July Frankie 86. sing in New York, New York at uh, your graduation? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding about that? Well, it's a recording of oh, Frank yeah, yeah. Sinatra. Okay, it's okay. not him. He the didn't Yankees show up. Yeah, he didn't show up at the garden. <laughs> no, I thought maybe you know because sometimes you may get. To, I was like, really? That happened to you? <laughs> so uh, you graduated. You go uh, upon graduation. I came out and went to NSU four. What, the, what did NSU four cover? That's the uh, well. It has a variety of precincts: Manhattan North and. Uh, Is that from, the same one you were in? Yeah, I was yeah. in the same it's one. From yeah. 59th Street North to. Uh, the two eight, um, two eight two zero oh, Central Park, nineteen two three Central. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So did, was, did you make any collars like, in SU? Oh yeah, my first collar I was on Pressure Point was uh, the worst post in NSU. What was, is that Pressure Point? It was over in the two eight, over by uh, two eight covers what? What is that from one ten to like one twenty? Yeah, it's the center part of Harlem. Yeah. <clears throat> But so, it was all the the heroin addicts with the elephantitis, remember? Yeah, that? it was a lot of junkies. The two was off the hook. It was pretty busy over there. A lot of shootings and murders and robberies and stuff. But I had a foot post over by the mosque on 116 and 7th. So these this male and female, black, I'm walking across the street to me, and they're arguing. So they come over and they're arguing. I can't remember what they're arguing about. But the guy goes, I don't give a shit, and he takes his hand out of his pockets, and two decks of heroin would drop on the floor. So I just got out of the academy. I thought it was some kind of test. I was like, yo, what's this, right? I didn't even seen this shit before. Yeah. So I pick it up. I put it in my pocket. I hold on to the guy. I call the sector car up. So they come over, guys from the 28. <clears throat> and the guy goes, what the fuck are you doing? You taking this fucking shit? He goes, now nah, I got to be tied up for like two hours helping you. So he came in and he helped me with the collar, but he was pissed because usually they're looking for the the uh, big the key. The you know, weight, the, yeah, the weight. Yeah. Two, two, two decks is they're like ten dollars a piece. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they were back then, but this deck is ten dollars. Yeah, it's bullshit collar, but I didn't know. I was right out of boot camp, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. But, but the guy was pissed. If you don't uh, do it the right way, though, you could get in trouble. Yeah, I didn't know if yeah. it was some kind of test or you know it was. A real collar. You so know? your first collar was a drug collar? Yeah. It was a bullshit drug yeah. collar. <laughs> I had no clue what, what I was doing either, you know? Uh-huh. So I didn't like making drug collars. I like, you know, getting a robbery or something like that, uh-huh. or a shooting or a stabbing. I tried to stay away from drugs. So uh, so once you got out of NSU, uh-huh. where'd you go? Um, I went, I stayed there. I stayed in 19th Precinct. NSU turned out of the 19th Precinct at the time. We were on 94th Street between 1st and 2nd. It was a temporary headquarters. Okay. So I stayed there for so, uh, um, about three years. I stayed there. And the 19th goes up to what? That goes to 96th Street. 59th to 96th. 59th to 96th. That's not a, that's a, that's a good precinct. 
Oh, back then though, the, the, the 19th was busy as hell. It was like the robbery yeah, capital busy? of yeah, the had, North. Yeah, they used to get a lot of robberies because they got uh, all the rich people were there. The uh, train station over there on 59th Street. They used to get a lot of perps from Brooklyn and stuff running through there, doing robberies. And they used, you know, they used to get the uh, the cars, the parking lot robberies right, downstairs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they had a couple of patterns with that. You know, robbing uh, luxury cars. Yeah, Porsches. And garages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd actually have robbers go to the 19th just to get Rolexes. Mm-hmm. And they'd follow people with Rolexes and they'd, they'd gunpoint them. One of the first uh, foot posts I had was down by Bloomingdale's. And the guy, the sergeant goes, yeah, you got from, from 59th to 63rd Street. And um, I go over there and, and some lady comes out of the uh, place. This is getting off track a little bit. She just got her nails done. They're all wet. <laughs> and she goes to me. I was standing right in front of Bloomingdale. She goes, you know where Bloomingdale's is? It was right behind me. I was leaning on the wall. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know where it is. <laughs> and her nails were all soaking wet. But the next day, like a couple of days later, I get another uh, post over there. And they had a guy, they had a pad where the guy took a pickup truck, a bunch of perps, and they backed right into like a, um, a fur store. Yeah. And they would load all the furs on the uh, truck, uh-huh. and they were going across the bridge. I mean, they would, they would drive it right through the window. You know, I'm yeah. going to tell you, yeah. I'm going to let you in a little surprise. Those those were uh, guys that I grew up with from my neighborhood. Really? I, I know them very well. Are you serious? Absolutely. Those, I had to stand in front of that store gang. for eight hours. That was the Tellier gang. <laughs> Tellier? Rob, Rob, that's the Tellier gang. They were yaks. That was the, that was the, oh, Yugoslavians, no. Armenians, Croatians, and Serbs. That's they what were? they were. Well, yeah. the Tellier... The one that did that, the Fervault, the, the the people that were responsible that far back as I can remember was the Tellier gang. Robert, well, Robin Tellier, then it was Robert and uh, Rennie, and they're all up. Uh, they got hit with the RICO Act. Right. What are they Albanian? Uh, I don't know. I thought they were like what, Black Irish. They're from your your. Uh, no, that wasn't just one team though. It was a lot of teams doing. Well, that, that time you're talking about. That's the time that they were hitting. I'm. I'm yeah, early. I'm, I'm like ninety. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty ninety nine percent sure that you, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, they got hit with the RICO Act, and they were all. Um, they've been up st- uh, in jail, f- in prison for t- well, close to thirty years now. Wow. Yeah, that was a while ago. So you're standing in front of the fervor. What happened? No, I had to stay there because it was a broken window. They backed the truck right through the freaking yeah, they paint. Used to, and they used to back. They used to drive one truck right through the front window, <laughs> and then the other one back in. And they used to fill that other one back in. And what they used to do was, they used to go on the rooftops. On uh, so if they're doing a place on the east side, they they'd get an unmarked car back then, whatever it was, a Grand Fury, and they get a bubble, and they would drive it right into the projects, nose first into the wall, put the bubble on top. And then call a 911 call. So you'd have every cop in the city driving over there. There's a Grand Fury in, that hit the wall there. There's a bubble on top. Where are these cops? Every While they're doing the fur bolt robbery on the, on the east side. And they wow. also had the guys with the walkie-talkie talking back and forth. They knew the 911 codes. They knew everything. I remember that because I was in street used to, crime yeah. at that time. He <laughs> used to escape in a, in a Monte Carlo Super Sport. That's that was right. his card of his it, choice. I thought and it was used to go, National. Well, it could have been, too. Um, I remember something about but, a Grand National. Yeah, they one were, of them could have been. It was, it was either one. But the I, last I liked... heard of that whole story, I was still on patrol. I was a rookie. They were uh, some. The the perps are from Queens. Yeah, and you're just filling in the blanks for me. Yeah, it was a black car. He used car to drive. Um, he never stopped. He'd get the car as fast as he can get, and he would never stop. Never press the brakes from the time he from the scene until wherever they were. Now, going. was it his car or was the car sixteen? Everything was stolen. 
Everything was a prep for the he job. He loves using codes. <laughs> Bringing back 16, the code for That's stolen That's funny, because it was 1986. So, so you're working in the night. How, how long were you in the 19th floor? I was there for about three years, and then um, I heard that the task force was having study tours. Yeah, I was in the task force, too. We were doing that... Um, that scooter chart, I, I think it was a scooter chart. Or yeah, nine, yeah. Nine squad chart. Yeah, it was like um, we got to do midnights, like every a week four, of midnights. Yeah. What was it two like weeks every days two, every two months? Oh, no, two day tours, two four to twelve no, 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 at midnight, no. right? No, no, no. This was weeks. No, two weeks of day tours. Yeah, two weeks yeah, they, of four to twelve at <laughs> midnight. You started yeah, all right. over. Yeah, it was messing people up. So man. what happens in in the nineteenth? The nineteenth is loaded with uh, fixes and hospitals, so you don't get a seat that much. So, like, if you're a rookie... I see, you mean you don't get in a patrol car to drive yeah. around for your tour. So you you go there, and you, you're sitting on a, a perp or an injured cop in one of the hospitals. You're sitting on EDP. You're sitting in one of the six boots that they got there. They had missions, like the Soviet mission, Chinese mission, and they had to sit there, you know? Yeah, so you would never get... And plus, going around the clock, I wanted I could have went to the task force and got steady either 10 to 6s or 6 to 2s. So what was it, it Manhattan North Task Force you yeah. were? Yeah. So that's what I did. I got I went over there and I did 6 to 2s with a piece of the weekend. Yeah, I used to do 6 to 2s in the task force, but I did it in Queens. Oh, all right. I did it in the Queens task force, and I, I always have a habit of getting to places while they were still good. So I got there. We used to roll out of the 111. And um, it was all of us together. The whole Queen's Task Force was out of the 111. And then, like, six, nine months later, they broke it up. Maybe it was a year later. Broke it up north and south. And I wound up getting south. And meanwhile, you wanted north because north was the better food in Queens. That was the right. 110, the 115, <clears throat> the 114. And instead, I got the 103, the 105, and uh, the 113. Well, Manhattan weird. was like that, too. It was Manhattan South, Task Force, and Manhattan North. But we never hardly went down to the south unless it was like a demo mm-hmm. or some kind of parade or something like that. I think you might you probably prefer Manhattan North, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, they used yeah. the task force up in the three four when the three four was rocking. They were oh always yeah, up we there. were up there every night. Yeah, three four, three two, three zero. Oh. I worked with the Magnet. Were you on? Uh, Mac. Right. Did you have to go up there for that? Uh, what was that, Kiki? Remember Kiki oh, in, yeah, in Washington we, Heights? Yeah, we made a killing up there. That was a, remember that drug dealer? Kiko yeah. Garcia, yeah. Kiko Garcia got killed like in the hallway. Keith. Yep. Three day riots. Oh, that was turning crazy. police cars over. That was a time was in crazy. the eighties, man. That was some. Yeah. That was some time to, especially to come on the job, because I was still, um, I was still in a story doing, you know, wiling out while you while you were on the job. Oh, all right. Who year did you graduate? Eighty five. So eighty six was like my. Right. Eighty six, eighty seven. My my. You know, you're 19, 20. You think you're insane, just doing crazy shit. You're already on the job. Yeah. So how did you become a detective? I went to, uh, I was down in, well, when I went to the task force, they have a subdivision called auto larceny. Yeah. I remember so I went to auto larceny, and I was in auto larceny for about two years. Made a load of collars, a bunch of GLAs. And then I was down at court one day, <clears throat> and the CO called me up. He goes, hey, you want to do an interview for rep? So I go, yeah, all right. He goes, all right, come on back. And uh, the rip is the robbery in it, right? Yeah. So he goes, come on back. We got to do uh, get all your points together. They got this career path where you got to have a certain amount of points. And it turned out I was like two points short. So he was like, oh, man, you're two points short. And then I remembered like a couple of months before that, I had a bribery collar up in a 3-4, and you get points for that. So 
He goes, oh, you got a bribery collar? That's two points. You're good. You're in, huh? <laughs> so I got granted the interview. Okay. So. Had nothing to do with you swabbing the floors. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that bribery collar oh, okay, that got cool. me. Uh, I forget how many points. You remember how many points? Well, you know what? I I'm always fascinated by bribery collars. Uh, so give me tell, tell me what happened with that. Oh, uh, we were on patrol. We were at TPO. We were on <laughs> <laughs> at time, place of occurrence. <laughs> we were on routine patrol, and so and is routine patrol up in the uh, three four. Like you could pick the uh, the drug buyers out, like freaking shooting fish in a barrel. You see the guy walking down the block, you know. So we see this guy walking down the block. <laughs> And he gets into a, another car with two other white guys on. You're in the task force now. Yeah, we were or in auto uh, larceny. Okay. So he see we see him get in the back seat of a car with two other white guys facing um, the Harlem River Drive on like 178th Street. Like the the, the entrance is like right the down GW, the block, right? Yeah. So yeah. I pull up alongside him and I see the guy shifting in the back because he he already saw us coming, right? So I go to the back. I rip him out of the car. And I go, <laughs> well, I asked him to step out of the car. So, <laughs> Very gently. So he gets out of the car. Well, back there, that's all it was over there, you know? Uh -huh. So it was like nobody really cared, you know? Nobody was looking for 250s or anything like that. 250s, you mean a stop question of yeah. fiscal report? Plus, we knew where the guy, we saw him coming out of the building. We know the building. So he gives it up. He's got an eight ball. The uh -huh. guy that, that I grabbed was on lunch from Lilco, a nuclear power plant in Long Island. <laughs> he just came from lunch to buy Coke. Yeah, yeah, of course. So now he's like... He's got to rush back. Yeah, he's he's only got a certain amount of time. He's got to get back he to Long Island. It. Yeah. So I bring him up to the precinct, and he's like, we're in the bathroom. He's got to urinate. So he goes, listen, I'll do anything. What do you want me to do, man? I go over to my girlfriend's house. I'll have her to throw the money down out the window. We don't even have to go inside. How much you want? So I told my partner, Kenny, he remembers Kenny, what was going on. Kenny goes, call IAB. So I'm like, I never did it before. So I called IAB, and they were interested. They came up. They wired me up. Internal affairs. Yeah, so then they go, all right, go back in the bathroom. Were they dressed it. in rat uniforms? <laughs> The cheese heads. <laughs> they were pack affairs. <laughs> so the guy goes, the detective goes, or, or was a sergeant. He goes, go back in the bathroom and get him to repeat it. So I went back in, and the guy repeated the whole How thing. How long was the guy in the bathroom? No, it was, I just brought him in to urinate, and then I put him back in the cell. Uh -huh. And then when the sergeant wired me up, he goes, bring him back to the bathroom. So you could talk in private. Again, you know? So you could talk in private, yeah. right? So then I got it again, and then... um. So you brought him in there, and you were like, so what, what, what were you tell, telling me before? Tell, what, yeah, how yeah. much you want to give me? I was like, yeah, what, what's going on? I mean, I go, listen, I just talked to my partner. Keep this on the down low. It's just between us, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And he goes, all right, what do you want? He goes, I could give you 250 right now, and then we could go to uh, East Chester Road in the Bronx. I get the rest of the money off my girlfriend. And it all came out beautiful. It was yeah. like we're talking right now. Uh -huh. So then uh, I charged him with the bribery. Uh, how much then, was it? You supposed to get? It was like two fifty and another two fifty when we got there. That was uh, cheap, man. For yeah, your, for your job, that was yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, but you know I'll, what give it, up, I'll give up a sixty thousand dollar a year yeah. job for five hundred. No, but he was. Worried. Yeah, but it sounds reasonable though. I mean, two five hundred is not a lot. Yeah. 
And if you come to work and you split two fifty a day, if you can make two fifty a day on the side, right? yeah. But what you call it? He was worried about because he's going to lose his, his. He's got some kind of bonding from the uh, to work at the plant, uh-huh. and he was going to lose his job. Of course, he was. That sucks. Yes. You know the outcome of that. About his job or the court case? I don't even know either, no. All right, He never went to court, so he probably pled out. Yeah. I don't know. You hate to, especially now in today's climate, when we see what, you know, the reality is of of drugs and, you know, other than making a big deal out of it, what are they actually doing? And who, you know, who hasn't driven in from Long Island to score coke in Washington (laughs) Heights? Let's be honest here. Oh, yeah. And what you call it is uh, uh, New Jersey, too. Oh yeah, they used, used to come to in all the time. A That's a ground ball because you see the Jersey plates. Yep. You know, three white kids in a, in, a, in a Jaguar. I had a guy one time. He came from. It was a Sunday morning, and he came down from New Jersey, and he had two little kids in the truck. He was in a pickup truck. So I come around the corner. I see him running from the truck up into the building. Mm-hmm. So I go alongside of the truck. There's two little kids in the truck. I'm like, damn, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know. So he comes down. Of course, he's packing like an eight ball. Uh-huh. So I go, yo, motherfucker, come over here. So he goes, he goes, what's up? I go, what the fuck are you doing right now? He goes, oh, I just came to see my friend. I go, stop jerking me off. So I grilled him right there on the street. I go, listen, I'm taking your kids. It turned out he had weekend visitation for his kids. He's down there buying cocaine. <laughs> From, uh, I think he was from, like, Hackensack or something. Right. And he's got his kids in the car. I go, I'm calling your wife right now. What's her number? <laughs> he's like this in the middle of the don't street. do it. Like, like praying. He's like, uh, please don't call my wife. I go, I'm taking the kids away. I'm locking you up right now. The guy was hysterical crying on the street. So then I didn't really have the heart to do it. I go, throw <laughs> that shit in the sewer over there and get the fuck out of here. And he went and he threw it in the sewer and he left. Oh, man, that's oh, a you're story. a good guy, man. I, I would have taken him. I, fe- I felt bad for. I should have really took him, but yeah. but I I really felt bad for the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a freaking disaster. Yeah. How much did you, you cost know, him you for did- that eight ball? <laughs> it doesn't. When you're in that, when you're in the zone there, and you're just like, I'll just, I'll just, you don't, you're not even thinking clearly. When you got that type of habit, you know, all yeah. you're thinking about is well. It's more convenient for me to get it now because what's going to happen? I'm going to be home. The kids are going to fall asleep. I'm going to want to take a couple of bumps, you know, watch TV, have a beer. I'm not hurting nobody. And, ah, man, I felt, I felt bad for that dude. But you know what? And I hope that it worked for him, that you, you saved him, that he woke up. Yeah. The reality is sometimes it doesn't, though. They got to Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what is? You also have to think of the bigger issue of they're supporting the drug trade, which back then was yeah, killing yeah. people and... Drug dealers were killing each other and killing innocent people. Look, there was 129 murders in Washington Heights in 1990. That, that 147th yeah. Street and Broadway was an open-air drug market there. Yeah. You, could, oh, all, you could buy keys right in the street. Yeah, all the way up. With the lookouts on the roof. Mofungo. <laughs> Mofungo. Mofungo's good stuff, man. We had another guy that came over. We grabbed him coming out of a building on Thanksgiving. He was from, like, right over the bridge of Fort Lee. We were like, yo, what are you doing over here? He goes... <laughs> I came to get cranberry sauce. We ran out of cranberry <laughs> sauce. I'm like, oh. 
Fort Lee, Fort Lee is totally out. Heights has loads of it. I was dying. I laughed right in his face. You know, I know he was holding. That's funny. You know? That is funny, man. I didn't even search him. I was like, all right, let's That's a later. great story, Happy man. I'm letting you go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if you get a good story, like, fuck it, you earned it, man. Uh, you know, one time there was a guy in the 2-8 that had the, um, had the elephantitis legs. Uh-huh. And I said, dude, you got to stop uh, doing heroin and jokingly. I said, you should switch the crack. He goes, that shit's dangerous. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, this guy had legs uh-huh. that are going to have to be amputated probably in about two weeks. How the fuck does that happen? Infection. It just oh, yeah. blows up. I had a guy on, yeah. you remember Edgecombe Avenue? Yeah. Up in the 3-4? Mm-hmm. It was like the stolen car capital of the world. You would go over there and say, yo, Mark, I need a pair of rims for my Altima. And he would go out and he would get an Altima, bring back the car, take the rims and sell them to you. So you start out at 4 o'clock. There'd be like one car there. By midnight, there's like fucking seven cars <laughs> lined oh up. My God. Missing hoods, doors, and all that shit. <laughs> So me and my partner were going down Edge, Edgecombe Avenue one day. We get this guy in this old car, and it's tilted back like this. He's loaded. The whole trunk is loaded with alternators and starters and everything. So we had the computer. So he runs the plate. He comes back stolen. So we pull the guy out of the car. This, this old black guy, he looked like he hadn't taken a bath in about six months, right? He was like, he was nasty. He had one of those ulcers on his leg. Yeah, where he was shooting heroin into it. Uh, so I told my why partner, would you, "Why would you shoot in the ulcer? Because I guess your veins collapsed, and yeah, you got to you got to find different places. Yeah, right in the ulcer. Well, that was what it was from. I don't oh, know. If okay, he was still right. actually shooting it in that area, uh-huh. but he had this big ball of pus on the side oh. of his leg. <laughs> I can smell it right now. So, like, I'm a, I'm a collar guy. I like collars and stuff. So I told my partner, I go, listen, if you're gonna, uh, if you're taking this, you drive in the car and you're printing them. I'll help you with the voucher and the paperwork. I'm not touching this guy. Uh, so we were like, see you later, guy. I let him go. And my partner was like, oh, we put it on the computer. It's a stolen car. I was like, got to roll the dice on this one, man. I ain't touching that guy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know? it's, oh, man, I was in the projects once <laughs> doing a warrant hit. And, and uh, we, we went into this apartment. We ran everybody there. The guy we were looking for wasn't there. We came up empty. We're going back to, uh, we're leaving now. I see this guy come off the elevator. He's got a hoodie on. So I said, yo, my man, I wanted to show him the picture. And he just kept walking. He said, come over here. He turns around and he comes over. When he starts coming over, he looks like death, bro. He looks like walking death. He just looks sick. Oh, yeah. Um, scavy. Well, he's just uh, real bad. So me, I look at my partner and we're like, and I go to show him the warrant. He goes, yeah, yeah. I, I used to, and he starts talking. He said, all right, it's all right, bro. We're going to go. I said, you all right, man? What do you got the HIV? You know, the HIV? He says, nah, man, I got this new shit. I said, what? It's a new shit. He goes, yeah, doctors don't even know what it is yet. He goes, I got bugs crawling in and out of me. And then he lifts up the arm, his, his sleeve, and he's got a scab there. And you could actually see, they're like, oh, they're not microscopic anymore. These tiny little bugs are going in and out of his, they're really, really tiny. Wow. You know? Some but they're going in and out of an open wound. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, bro. Good let luck, me, man. Take care. He goes, and then he's like, uh, we got, I, got, I got some information for you. And I was like, yeah, come by the precinct. Meanwhile, we didn't even work in that precinct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, he's I'm, inviting him in. <laughs> I'm in the warrant squad. He's not going to be. Yeah. I'm in the warrant squad. I said, yeah, and I'm pressing the button. You know how long it takes an elevator project <laughs> oh, elevator yeah, yeah. to come up. I'm pressing the button. It's not coming. And we just ran down the stairs, 15 flights. That's oh, how scary we were. Oh, my God. That's nasty. That's the worst thing. You, you don't want to bring that stuff home to you, oh. you know, to your family and stuff. My, my partner went down on a needle. We were tossing the guy 
on the gas station on 127 and 2. And he put the guy on the wall, and he went right down in his pocket, uh, and it was his needle sticking up like this, right in his hand. Uh, that's a whole thing, because now you gotta go, you gotta go. HIV yeah, test. You can't the tell whole... the guy doesn't have to reveal if he's got it. You got to get like a court order to see if this guy's got the bug. <sighs> At the time, I don't know. If... Yeah, never heard it called the bug. He's got the bug. <laughs> <laughs> what you described was the bugs. <laughs> yeah. I got the new the shit. bug. Yeah, oh, bugs. I one time running down the stairs of the projects, slipped on the stairs and fell in three inches of piss on my back. Yeah, that sucks. Right though. on my back. I think I might have done that. That Why was nasty. Sound familiar? Man. But I don't think I was working at the that time. That was nasty. We had a guy that used to go around. He was in anti-crime. He was about four hundred pounds. So one time he saw a guy pissing in the street. He goes, yo, what are you doing over here? There's a beautiful elevator right in there. <laughs> and he points, he points to the building. <laughs> oh, shit. That guy used to destroy every front seat of every RMP in the 2-3, uh, right? Yeah, he had the milk crates behind the seats. <laughs> he couldn't handle his weight. He'd break it. Yeah, he'd break oh, the he seat was banned. eventually, right? He got banned from the cars after yeah. a while, right? You know, I always wondered about the Project's elevators and why, why there's always pissing in it. And I, I had a theory that a lot of times people were lazy to walk their dogs. So yeah. They would just stick the dog in the elevator and press one, and the dog would piss in the elevator and come back up. It's disgusting, right? Yeah, that's true, too, but a lot of humans piss. Yeah, a lot of times it was people that didn't even live there. They were selling drugs in the Project's, and they just piss in the elevator. Or they go up on the roof. You're walking around on the roof. It's oh, like God. a minefield with dog <laughs> shit. You know? Human shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Uh, oh, man, that's fucking rude. They used to put their pit bulls up on the roof, remember? I don't know how those housing guys did it, man. If, if I would have gotten housing, I'm not, I would have put that, put it in my book that I, I checked. What do they call that, a vertical? A vertical. I yeah. yeah, vertical done they don't at this even time, want but them, I'm not doing it. They don't even want them doing verticals anymore. It's, it's, just, it's, all, it's an accident waiting to happen in a, in a tight compartment. Some cop in Brooklyn shot a guy doing a vertical yeah. a couple of years ago, a Chinese cop. Yeah, yeah, him, he got yeah. nervous. He got, yeah, he got locked up. And the fucked up thing about that was the bullet didn't actually hit him. It was a ricochet, a, fu- yeah. a wicked ricochet. Yeah, like they said it would never happen again. Like it was some one in a million yeah. times. At the, and then where the bullet, the bullet hit the guy, too, was like in an artery. The only reason right, why he right. died. But there was no lighting either. Like those those hallways are grimy. Those staircases, it's all graffiti, piss, and poo poo all over the place, <laughs> right? No lights. So the get the kid got scared. He heard the door open up and right. he fired a couple of rounds. Or he fired one round. Yeah, you can't be that scared though. There was a there was a cop one time in a two O that fired a shot at the CO and the ICO. They were doing an unannounced, and they was, they came to a burglary unannounced in plain clothes. They popped out of the door. He fired a shot at oh. them. Luckily, he missed them. But That happened in the 2-3 one time. Yeah. Street crime and 2-3 uh, anti Oh, yeah, they shot each other, they right? They had a shootout with each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone got hit bad, yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of accidents like that, man. I, when I was before I even got on the job, I remember there was this kid who used to work out of my gym. He he got on the job, and everybody's really, really happy for him. Real good looking kid, blonde kid. And he was going up the stairwell, and whoever he was working with shot him from behind. It went through his like <laughs> uh, his hamstring, his his glute out the front. It, it was a time in a fu- in a bag. He couldn't, oh man, it's fucked up for a young kid. And an accident like that, stupid shit. You know what's what's fun? Not funny, but how uh, commonplace gunfire was to us when we were on the job. Every night, just about, you'd hear gunfire, you know? And, uh, I mean, that's when there were hundreds and hundreds of shootings. I remember going to a homicide that I thought I was going to have to catch, 
I was working with another detective, but that guy was a useless. And he was already fucked up a homicide. So my boss that I was working with, we were on our way to a suspicious DOA. And while we're walking in the doorway, he goes, if this guy's, if this guy's uh, suspicious, you're going to have to catch this. I can't get, give it to that other guy. I was like, all right, even though I wasn't up next. I was like, all right, no problem. So we go up there. It turns out it was just a junkie who fell on his face. But while we were going in the building, all you hear is pop, 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 pop. So we're like, fuck. You know, it's in our command. You know, it's not that far away. So then he goes, uh, okay, this guy, this guy does, he doesn't look suspicious. You know, uh, Barbara Butcher came. Right. She, she pulled his head up off the floor. She goes, nah, he just fell on his face. <laughs> Fucking bust. Because, <laughs> you know, your whole face gets smashed in. It was a, he's a big guy who's a junkie with this huge barrel gut, right? Right. It's just, you know, when you rock back and yeah, forth, yeah. this, and you know, that top heavy, he just went over, but he landed right in his face. Bah! <laughs> he picks up his face, looks at it, nah, and then she, she just dropped it. The noise at the, yeah. the, the face. Oh, my God. It wasn't a big drop. but yeah. uh, Anyway, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I forget the fucking point of that. But <laughs> Oh, so the shooting. So then I, I, I caught both of them, it turns out. That wasn't a, um, that person wasn't likely either. It was just a bullet in the ass, but. So, uh. So how did you ever did you get up to the squad, Detective Pat? Uh, like I said, that whole thing with the bribery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you was, got the points? Yeah, I got the points, and I was granted an interview for uh, Rip. Okay. So then I went down to 1PP, and I went in a room with a panel of bosses, uh-huh. and um, they interviewed me for about, I don't know, a half hour, 40 minutes. And the one thing that, that they caught me on was that they saw a pattern with my sick time, because uh-huh. I used to go admin like after every swing or, right, right. or before <laughs> a swing, so would, I'd get four days off. Of course, of, you of know. course you would. And then you administrative would. sick for those who don't know, it's a two day thing. You know, um, you call. Well, you didn't have if you weren't admin, you didn't have to call up for the second day, and then mm-hmm. they changed that. But uh, it was in in lieu of going sick for and going regular sick, which meant that. Now I'm going to have to go see the district surgeon. You're probably going to get more than two days right. off. You probably get the whole set, which is five days. But you got it's the pain in the ass of actually going to see the surgeon, see the surgeon and sitting there for two, three hours as opposed to just grabbing two days on the end of a swing. Right. But we had a guy. He actually taught me. He knows the guy, the tall guy that we used to work <laughs> with. He goes, what he would do is he would go admit, so he'd get the first two, and then on the third one, he would call up and roll it into a regular, so he gets the yeah, whole yeah, week off. Yeah, I used to off. do that, too. Yeah, I get that. So I started doing that, too. I used to so do that, too. It's like a, three extra weeks off a year, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, the way it is... And they caught that pattern on Detective Pat. <laughs> yeah, of because course, you didn't do that until you were Because what happens out, is, if you had a good district surgeon... You were gonna get the whole set, but right. if you had a surgeon, district surgeon that was a prick, yeah, he yeah. could put you could go sick one day. He'll give you the second day and put you back on the third in the middle of your set. <laughs> so, you know that's if you went regular. So you made sure you got the two and plus the third by going regular. Yeah. You, you went admin first, then you went regular. And you could walk in. Mine was in the five zero. You were in the five zero. Yeah, district four or whatever it was. You could walk in there, and the whole room was full of cops. 
and you can pick out who the scammers are. Because <laughs> half of them are scamming. They're right, trying to get right, three quarters, right. trying to get the rest of the week uh-huh. off. They got a wedding sun- Saturday or yeah. some crap, it's right? It's like the land of broken toys. You walk in, one guy's got a neck brace on, a girl's in a yeah. crutch, somebody's got a broken arm, a cast, an eye patch, yeah. you name it. They're then you all see in the this. guy leaving, he's ripping all that shit off, getting in, in his car outside. <laughs> you get better and better the closer you get and, to and the car. And he joins a pickup hoop game in front of the precinct. <laughs> Actually, the, war, the it's like um, it's like that movie. Remember um, um, Usual Sp- Suspects? Yeah. At the end, when he starts and he starts getting better, or his walk starts straightening out. What's the guy's yeah. name? Kevin uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Spacey, yeah. At the end, his walk starts straightening out after the whole court case thing. He's let go, <laughs> and he just starts, and he he's a hundred percent fine by the end. That's exactly how you get on the walk to your car. Yeah. You rip the neck brace off. You, the crutch goes thrown in the trunk. Reminds you that mobster. So the next time you got to come back in three weeks. <laughs> Reminds you that mobster from the village. Remember that guy from uh, Oh, Vinny the Chin, Gigante. Yeah. Spent his whole life doing that. Yeah. I mean, the cops are only doing it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. did it for his whole life. Yeah. Whenever he wanted to go for a walk, he threw the robe on. Yeah. Or when he was on trial. That's right. You yeah. Know? He pretended he was nuts, right? Yeah, Vinny the Chin. <laughs> I just saw the movie Gotti. And uh, it was panned. You know, it was like, everybody was like, it's the worst movie ever. I didn't think it was the worst movie ever. I mean, it was good. It was this good that I actually watched half of it or three quarters of it the night before. And the next day, I said, let me finish watching it. It's not like I gave it up. I was... Right. There's a lot of stupid scenes in it. There's one scene where um, John Gotti, played by John Travolta, is talking to um, uh, the guy, uh, Della 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 Croce. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like... You're going to have to have a meeting with the five boroughs, Manhattan, Brooklyn. It's like, dude, you're talking to a fucking New Yorker. He lives on Cross Bay Boulevard. You don't have to tell him what the five boroughs are. Yeah. It's just stupid writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn. Did I leave one out? Oh, yes. It's like, it's so st- Anyway. But, you know, they always tried to make Gotti look like he was this higher than thou Mob boss, when really he was a fucking thug. Oh, the people loved him. Yeah, man. but he yeah, was yeah. such I a used thug. To work, I the used to work at Howard um, Beach. Loved him. You had that party. I used to work the 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 Fourth of July detail because when I was in the 102, and then when I was in the task force, and that was a big day, man. It was hot dogs, hamburgers, beer. You get a T-shirt, a hat for hours on him, and then they'd have the fireworks. Were show. you the, the headliner same... uh, comic at that? No, no, no. I was... <laughs> I wasn't doing comedy yet. No, but the cops didn't give a shit either, right? No, but you couldn't. I mean, he had the... That was, the politicians. What are you going to do? Yeah, they were all... What are you going to do? There's well, thousands did, of people there. They did well, shut it down eventually. you need a permit eventually. to do that? Yeah, they did shut it down eventually. Uh, I mean, well, there's could... a scene in Gotti where they yeah. do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, he used was... to have the same exact people that were doing the Macy's Fireworks Day Parade doing... Really? That, that one... Uh, the Gucci's yeah. from Long Island. They're from Bellport, Long yeah. Island. Yeah. That was some. That was some day. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is with him is uh, they they actually killed a guy, the wrong guy, too, that ran over his kid or something like that. I don't think they, it was the wrong guy they killed. Oh, it was they, an accident. It was an, it was accident, an accident, and they no, killed they, the guy. The, yeah. he, the, the guy ran over his boy. That's another stupid scene But it was an accident. Yeah. Because oh, in the boy oh, in the okay. movie, he's going really slow down the street, and they make it seem like this guy who hit him just was uh, not paying attention. But... Uh, it was probably going a little faster than that. Yeah, right. You know, he darted out right in this. In the movie, um, Gotti with uh, Amanda Sante, you know, the kid on the bike, Gotti's son darts out into the middle of the street and the guy can't help but hit him. But I always understood that the problem was that he wouldn't move. In the movie, they say, oh, he hasn't fixed the dent on his car yet. Look at how many months it's been. 
But I think they wanted the guy just get the fuck out of here, sell the house and move. And the guy wouldn't move. He's right. lived like he's oh, for the rest of my life. I'm going to see you, and you killed my kid. <laughs> Everybody was telling the guy you should move. Yeah, but the guy, you know, you know how people are. People get established. They don't want to move. They like, probably would have found them. If this, guy, if this guy was beef, Billy was beefing with this guy over here. And the guy said, listen, you got to move. <laughs> you don't I don't know move. where I read it either. I read it somewhere or it was part of the original movie with Armand DeSante. But the guy was told he should probably move. And the way, from what I read in the book, uh, it wasn't really so much him. It was the wife that wanted wanted him out. Who were the guys that did the, uh, they, they murdered the wrong guy? Was that the two uh, detectives? They killed. They killed the guy, right? Which one? All those the two, two, two detectives for hire. Yeah, those two were guys. Were they down with Gotti, or I'm thinking of something else? It was probably something to oh, do with that. They it, were connected it, it, somehow. Ippolito and Caracappa. Yeah, didn't they kill a guy in the Belt Parkway? It was the wrong guy. Or something? They may. I have. remember them. Yeah, that that was one of the things they were charged for. I remember those guys. They worked in Manhattan Robbery yeah. when they first came on the job, and it was like they were doing hits for the mob. Two detectives. <laughs> Well, and the one were, guy wrote a book, <clears throat> and he praised how great the mob Either was. Either they killed Ippolito. the wrong guy, or they gave the guy the e-justice. Well, he was on, in the, the movie wall. Goodfellas. Ippolito? Yeah, wasn't he sitting by the know. bar? He may have been. Yeah, yeah I remember. In the one other episode, Detective Pat had a big part in the Rails murder. We got to tell that story. Yeah, we're not done here. Yeah, yeah we're not done, Mo, but we're, we're going to have to go break. to another we're episode. Gonna, um, we're going to have some more tea, right? You're going to make <laughs> some tea? <laughs> yeah, this sure. This is the move right now. That's right. More tea. Yeah, we don't smoke pot in this podcast. Nah, we, we don't have do to that shit. We're still, we're still on the job, not unofficially, right? Well, not in, we don't smoke it here at this table no, in the no, room here. No. That, this is your house. You're in my house. You're in disrespect you know, he, some, Mark was talking about having some thugs come on the show. I go, we ain't having the show at my house if they come. <laughs> no, we yeah, got to have it do it somewhere else. You, you, think of, you think of everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What can we do to make it this, this, but... Whatever we do, we can't make it any better than this. We'll do it at Lucy's. We'll have it at Lucy's. We'll bring it's never going to get guys. any better than having Detective Pat here. We'll Detective Pat is the man. Let's rails. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with a fresh episode. We're going to hear about the uh, rails. Rails. Uh, He's got a lot of stories, man. Collar. And we're going to, in the meantime, we're going to grab some tea. Cool it. All right. <laughs> Thank you.